Welcome to the Mom Dynasty, a place for moms to reclaim their identity and rediscover their purpose outside of motherhood. I'm your host, Miss Britt, here to bring you the knowledge and inspiration you need to become the woman God created you to be. You can check us out on Amazon Music and make sure to share and support the show so we can keep spreading this good mama energy. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you enjoy this episode. and welcome back to another episode of the mom dynasty as you know i'm your host miss Britt, here to bring you the motivation inspiration and sometimes that hard kicking the ass truth that you need to get up and become the woman that you were created to be with everything that's been going on in the world and reading so many stories about mothers ending their lives and the lives of their children because they don't feel that they're good enough because they have lost hope or they feel that motherhood has been this complete sacrifice and they've just completely lost themselves in it. It really breaks my heart and it's one of the motivations behind why I decided to title this episode Silence the Abuser. So let's get right into it. When you think of the word abuser, what comes to your mind? An abuser is often another person doing harm to someone else, right? But have you ever taken the time to consider that maybe the abuser is the person looking back at you in the mirror? Maybe the abuser isn't always someone else doing something to us. Maybe the abuser is us doing harm to ourselves. And when we go back, when I was speaking about the the stories and headlines of mothers committing suicide, it made me wonder, were they really escaping the abuse of someone else, the abuse of the world? Or were they really trying to escape and didn't know that the abuser was themselves? And when I mean being abusive to yourself, it doesn't mean inflicting physical harm. As you know, abuse can be emotional, it can be mental. And the common thing that I know that after doing a little research into this, I've had to accept for myself that a lot of us, majority of us, if not all of us, have been abusive to ourselves at one point during our lives. Those negative thoughts, those negative words, those demeaning and hurtful things that we say to ourselves It's abuse. Call it what it is. We are the abuser. Once I came to the conclusion of, wow, I've been abusing myself? How did I get this way? How did I become an abuser? How do we learn abuse? It's easy to identify when someone's doing it to us or someone's doing it to someone we care about or we see it, but we don't see that self-abuse that we put on ourselves. So how how did I get this way? How did I become an abuser? You guys, I spent all day Sunday reading and diving deep into this. And 
I was just floored by the information that I found. And I can't wait to share it with you because it's going to go into different episodes. It's going to get like really, really deep. And the ultimate reason that I want to shed light and bring these things to light is because this is how we change the dynamic of motherhood. This is how we stop seeing mothers so depressed, so sad, so lost, so hurt, so ashamed to the point where they feel that taking their life and taking the lives of their children is the only answer. So how did we become an abuser? Abuse is learned. Hear that again. It's learned. We learned negative self-talk from somewhere. These negative thoughts didn't plant in our minds. If you look at your child, as I looked at Cato, and Cato is four, he'll be five, and I looked at him, really watched him, and I thought about how many times I've heard him say something really negative. And the only time that I've heard him say something negative is when something's a little challenging or hard, and he'll, he'll be like, I can't, I can't do it. And immediately I'll turn it around. I'm like, no, you can't. It's challenging. Yes, it's tough, but you can do it. And I remember when we were in karate with him, his teachers would say, Kato's the only person that will try no matter how hard it is. He'll keep doing it. He'll keep doing it. He'll keep trying. He'll keep going. He'll keep going. And I am just learning those qualities, right? I'm just learning to do that. So I'm looking at him and I'm like, man, he doesn't talk negative to himself besides saying I can't. That's that's it. And then he'll still keep trying regardless. I don't hear him talk negatively about, about him, about himself. And it made me realize when you look at children, they don't have a sense of negative quality of them. Everything is happy. Everything is positive. We were once children. At what point of our lives did this change? Where did we inherit an abusive mindset? And this goes back to our parenting. As I was doing this research, I really learned that a lot of us were raised by abusive parents. Parents who made us feel that we weren't good enough. Parents that did things to input these negative thoughts in our minds. For example, myself. You, Anybody who's listened to my podcast or who knows me personally knows that I have struggled with abandonment issues from my father. Now, did my father know that by him, his, his actions were abusive to me? I don't think, I don't think so. I don't think, I don't believe for a lot of our parents that they are actually aware that what they're doing is abusive. A lot of this is learned habits from generations and generations, and it's been marked as okay, normal, tough parenting, tough love. That's what it's been masked at. But my father's absence in my mind, sparked a need for approval energy in my brain, however you want to say it. It sparked something where it needed an approval because he wasn't there. So I did everything I thought I could to win his validation, to win his approval. That's narcissistic. When we look up the real definition of a, of a narcissistic person is not someone that's all self-centered and all about them. No, it's also someone who makes you feel that you are not good enough, no matter what you do, no matter what, they're not going to give you the love, the attention, the support that you need. And from a child, 
we learn that because of the absence of the love and the affection and the attention, the lack of emotion, emotional connection. Those things are what builds this negative sense and self-doubt and unworthiness in us and we grow up with it. That's how we become self-abusive to ourselves. So for my entire life, I tried to be the A-plus student. I did everything that I could to win my dad's approval, to, to win my mom's approval. I'll go deeper into that as we get into more episodes. But just speaking for my dad, I tried so hard to win his approval that I implanted the Abusive, negative self-talk of, Brittany, you are not good enough. It doesn't matter what you do. You will never be good enough. You will never meet their expectations. You will never, it does not matter. They will never love you, no matter what you do. Those are the things that I battle with in my mind, even now to this day. You're not, you're not a good enough mother. Doing everything that I possibly can, knowing that I'm doing everything that I possibly can to my best ability, and still feeling that I'm not good enough. Even when I am on this podcast and talking to you and even when I have been trying to expand and speak on things that I want to speak on. I was telling my friend this over the weekend or last week that sometimes I don't feel like I am good enough to even be speaking to you, to even be having this podcast. I don't feel that I even meet the qualifications. And all of that is self-abuse to myself. I'm abusing myself mentally and emotionally. And that was learned behavior from growing up. And it really hit me. Y'all, I'm telling you, I was Sunday, I, I was blown away at how our childhood really affects us mentally and emotionally as adults. And it's to a capacity that we don't even think because when you are, when you see the media or when you see everything, you think that a child who has mental issues or behavioral issues or had any type of trauma growing up was from physical or sexual abuse but a lot of the times it's mental it's emotional I was watching a TED talk and let me actually pull it up so I can get the exact title of it so the TED talk that I was watching It was about how childhood trauma affects health across a lifetime. And I'm going to link it in the description because when you guys watch, it's only 15 minutes. But when you watch this TED Talk, it's based off of a, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? A study. It's based off of a study of children in the San Francisco area um, and they had to do these test scores and it was called like an ACE test, right? And each question was something about your childhood. If you had only one parent in the home, if your parents were separated or divorced, you got, if you checked that off, that was one point. Um, You had, I'm actually going to pull it up so I can read it. Okay, so here was the actual trauma screening that they provided to the um, people in the area of San Francisco in a very underprivileged neighborhood. They also did, when you watch the uh, TED Talk, the pediatrician was, her name is Nadine Burke, I believe. I believe that, yeah, Nadine Burke. And so they did this study and um, 
I'm going to read exactly what the test was or the screening. And with what I'm about to list, these are things that a lot of us have experienced growing up. And for each, each category that you selected as something you experienced, it gave you one ace point. So here's the screening. If you experienced physical abuse, emotional abuse, contact sexual abuse, alcohol, alcohol and or drug abuser that was in the household, incarcerated household member, someone chronically depressed, mentally ill, institutionalized or suicidal, mother was treated violently, one or no parents, parental separation or divorce, emotional or physical neglect, if you experience homelessness, a traumatic incident, the foster care system, witness to violence or abuse, public housing, early drug exposure, or child protective services involvement. If you experienced any one of those, you would mark out the ones that you experienced or saw and tally them up. What's astonishing is that they correlated people that had one or more ACE scores as people who have a higher rate of learning or behavioral problems. They were at a 4%, correct me if I'm wrong, but please go to the TED Talk to listen. But they reported, I believe, a 4% higher rate of obtaining heart disease, lung cancer, or any type of cancer. And it, they were at a 12% higher chance of developing depression. They also have a 20-year less life expectancy than the average person who scored a zero on their ACE score. So why am I talking about this? We're going to go deeper, like I said, in more episodes. But I wanted to bring this up because what it showed is that what we experience in childhood has a deeper effect, a lifelong effect on us as adults. And the reason that I want to bring this awareness to mothers and to all of you ladies that are listening is because we have to, to stop this cycle. Our children shouldn't have to experience the things that we've experienced and we are in total control of that. We are in total control of the environment that we raise our children in. Like I said previously, a toddler does not know how to talk negatively to themselves. So where do we learn it? Where do we learn these abusive behaviors? Where do we learn how to talk so down to ourselves? Where do we learn how to feel so insecure, so lost, so alone? Where do those feelings establish if you don't know any of that growing up as a child? If you really, after this episode, go and look at your baby and watch them and truly observe them, their innocence, their happiness, they have no worries. They have no concerns. They, they don't think that they're too short or too tall. We think that as parents because we compare them to the chart system. We compare them to what the doctor said they should be. But they don't, a four-year-old's not going to say, oh, I'm too short. Oh, I'm too tall. Oh, I'm too fat. Oh, I'm too skinny. Oh, I'm this. Oh, I'm that. Oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, I'm ugly. I'm not pretty. They don't, those things aren't even in their vocabulary or even in their thought process. So at what point in our childhood did we develop that? What happened? 
And if you really take the time to think back and to really acknowledge those things and acknowledge where those abusive behaviors came from, that'll be the only way that you can stop the cycle and make sure that, or try our best to make sure that we silence the continuation of the abusive voice that is instilled in our mind and instilled in our brains from an early age. Now that we are aware that we may have been abusive towards ourselves, how can we silence the abuser? How can we gain back control? And ultimately, it's about taking the steps to control your negative self. And the first step is recognizing that your negative self-talk are lies. The next three things that I'm going to tell you guys is off this great site that I found called hopefulpanda.com. And I'm going to link it in the description as well. So you guys can go and really, really dive deep into it and read for yourself in more detail. But I'm just going to go over the basic steps of how to acknowledge the the negative self-talk and then how we can counteract it and what we can do to reparent ourselves. And that's going to be another topic that I can't wait to discuss on, reparenting our inner child. We all have been affected by childhood trauma. And if you learned anything from this episode, then you've probably became more aware that you are a victim of childhood trauma as well. And a lot of times we don't know this until we have children ourselves. Like for me, learning all of this I would not have even thought there was anything wrong with me before I had my son. And it's just, it's unexplainable as women. Once you have a child, it allows you to identify different parts of yourselves that you didn't know. And a part of it is healing that we didn't even know wounds existed. So when we speak of childhood trauma and when I talk about reparenting ourselves, it's reparenting our inner child, giving ourselves the love, the attention, the understanding, the compassion, the empathy, the acceptance, all of these things that we didn't receive as a child that caused us to have these negative thoughts and feelings towards ourselves. It's our responsibility once we're aware of it to reparent ourselves. It's okay to take your little five-year-old self or your 13-year-old self who felt rejected, who felt lost and to hug her. And to love her and to show her that acknowledgement and to show her that care, that motherly love or that fatherly love that we did not receive. So a part of handling and taking back control of negative self-talk and really healing ourselves is reparenting ourselves. So when you realize that you're having some negative self-talk or lies, and some of those things may be, I'm a failure, I'm not good enough. I'm stupid. I'm a disappointment. I will never find love. Something's wrong with me. I am nothing but a burden. I can't do anything right. I don't deserve to be loved. I'm ungrateful. I'm fat. I'm ugly. I will never amount to anything. Something's wrong with me. All of those things are nothing but lies. That somewhere along the line of us growing up, these lies, negative thoughts or feelings were embedded into our childhood. And it ripped us of our innocence and it hurt us and it left us scars and wounds that we've walked around with our entire adult life, not knowing 
why we feel this way, why we think like this, what, what is wrong with us. And to be honest, there's nothing wrong with you. You were just hurt. Someone hurt you along the way. Someone took and robbed you of your childhood experience. Someone robbed your peace. Someone took your happiness. Someone took your self-confidence. Someone took your self-love. And that's not your fault. But it is your responsibility now as an adult to heal those wounds, to hold and love yourself again. So that way you don't inflict the same hurt on your own children. So you don't rob your own child of their confidence, of their self-love and self-worth. Abuse is just a cycle and we have to silence the abuser for the cycle to end. So when you're feeling these negative things come into your mind, the first thing you should acknowledge is that it is a lie. Who said this? Who said it? Who said that you're not good enough? Because as children of God, for one, you are created in his image. A perfect, complete image. That's your identity. So where did all this extra come from? Now, how does that lie make you feel? Does it make you feel empowered? Does it make you feel strong? Does it make you feel confident? Or does it tear you down? Does it make you feel depressed? Does it make you feel depressed? Does it make you feel sad? And if it's making you feel anything less than worthy, then it needs to go. And you have to let it go. When those negative self-talks come or when you find yourself going down the rabbit hole of being the victim and, whoa, it's me, I don't know where I saw it from, but I know I saw it somewhere. And it was saying to count down from five. Immediately when those negative thoughts come, I will never succeed. I can't do this. Up, five, four, three, two, one. Okay. Let me try this again. And what that is doing is rewiring your brain. Our brain has been wired to develop certain habits and to develop certain thought patterns and to develop certain even physical sensations that you have. Like I know for me, when I get depressed or when I start to feel negative, I physically get tired. I feel that. It's not an imaginative thing, it's a strong feeling. I feel tired. But now that I know, uh, uh, I know I just got eight hours of rest. I know that I'm not sleep deprived. So why am I feeling tired? What just happened to trigger this tiredness? What just happened? And once you start acknowledging and getting down to the root of your triggers and getting down to, to the root of things, I promise you, you'll start to to recognize things easier and easier and easier. And slowly and slowly, you'll be able to combat every time a negative thought happens. So you'll be able to combat the habits that you've created and be able to do something different. And it's not to say that these negative thoughts will ever go away. We have to be realistic as well. Negativity, bad energy, It's a part of the life cycle. It will never go away. You will never stop thinking bad things sometimes or negative thoughts. You won't. 
But what you can control is not allowing them to fester. You can silence the abuser. You can. You have the power to do that. And here are some steps that you can take to start showing yourself self-love again. And while I'm here on self-love, let me talk about the difference between self-care and self-love because they are two different things. And what's crazy is that it wasn't until Sunday, I'm telling you y'all, Sunday was a revelation day for me, but it wasn't until Sunday that I actually found out that there's a difference between self-love and self-care. Self-care is more so a physical thing. Taking care of yourself physically and of course mentally. Taking a break, taking a bath, taking a vacation, going to get a massage, really taking time to care for yourself. Period. Whatever that may look like. Now self-love encompasses other concepts and it's allowing you to focus on the positive things of yourself. Self-love encompasses other concepts. And again, all of these resources will be linked in the description. So make sure you guys go and check them out so you can put them in your notes, meditate on them, and really, like I've said, dive deep into this. So with self-love, it includes self-compassion, which is being able to be kind, patient, and compassionate with yourself when you're struggling with something or did something wrong. It's not going directly to, I'm a failure. I suck. I can't get anything right. To combat those negative thoughts is to show yourself self-compassion. Self-validation is another form of self-love. Being able to affirm your feelings and choices Being able to reassure yourself that your feelings and experiences matter, that you do matter. Self-validation combats those negative thoughts. Another form of self-love is self-discipline. Being able to set limits for yourself in a healthy manner, such as limiting unhealthy or self-sabotaging behaviors. Being able to create and stick to healthy habits and self-care practices. So boom, there's your self-care that goes into little as your morning routine. If that's giving yourself a mini facial in the mornings, if that makes you happy, that's a form of self-care. Self-discipline is a way that you can show love to yourself by holding yourself accountable and making sure you stick to the commitments that you make. Man, that's, I'm telling y'all, this year is going to be so amazing because the self-discipline is going to tie into our later episodes on being committed to yourself. It's going to get so deep, y'all. I can't wait. Another form of self-love is self-discovery. By you listening to this podcast is a form of self-discovery. Because self-discovery is being able to explore and discover who you are and what brings you purpose and fulfillment in life. By you putting yourself first and wanting to discover what your purpose is outside of being a mother and a wife, outside of all of that, who were you created to be? What brings you fulfillment in life? That is a form of self-love. And that is the one thing that we as mothers deprive ourselves from. 
we feel that we have to sacrifice our purpose and our dreams and our goals in order to be a good mother. But that is abuse because self-love is self-discovery. And finally, another form of self-love is self-expression. Being able to express and be who you want to be and live life how you want to. Those last two, self-discovery and self-expression, the two things that we as mothers and we as women immediately take from ourselves once we become a mom. And what good is that doing? Because if we don't have self-discovery, if we don't have self-expression, if we don't have self-discipline, if we don't have self-validation, if we don't have self-compassion and self-love, what are we raising and instilling in our children? How can we instill those qualities into our kids if we don't have that ourselves? Because our parents didn't have it, and their parents didn't have it, and their parents didn't have it, and their parents didn't have it. So if we want to break the cycle, if we want to silence the abusers once and for all, it starts with us. And mamas, I know this was deep, but I want you to stop abusing ourselves. Let's make a promise to each other, to ourselves, to our children, to our spouses, to our partners, to our family, but most importantly, ourselves. Let's commit to silencing the abuser. Let's commit to reparenting ourselves. Let's commit to changing the dynamic and the perception of motherhood so that way we can end depression. We can end suicide. We can put an end to the mother's feeling that they aren't capable or aren't strong enough to be wonderful women and wonderful mothers and raise wonderful children. That's my mission. And I hope that you'll hop on board because it's a long ride because we have years and generations of this abuse, but there is light at the end and you can turn it around and you can change it. That's the beauty and that's the positive end to it all. So I have a question for you. And I want you to answer it. You should be able to answer it in the description. But my question is, in what ways have you been abusive to yourself? And if you don't answer the question in the description, then I want you to write it down to really see how you have been hurting yourself. The one person that you should protect and love and adore and admire and protect. How have you been abusing yourself? So definitely answer that for me because I love it. And I want us start taking steps to silence the abuse. As always, mamas, remember you are strong. You are beautiful. You are amazing, 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 amazing. You are inspirational. You are motivational. You are a true testimony and testament. Go show yourself some self-love and stop telling yourself these negative thoughts and feelings. Stop abusing yourself. All right, mamas, that's all I got for today. I hope this episode brought you some clarity and at least some self-awareness where you can go and do your research and start healing your inner child, reparenting yourself, and become the mother that you always wanted. Until next time, mamas. Bye.